Hello, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, the lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just wanted to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12 p.m. We are located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information about our church at www.sccview.net. Again, that website is www.sccview.net. I want to say it again. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you today. We're so glad that you are here, and happy Valentine's Day to all. Okay, all right, yeah. That's a little slow for you guys. You're like, I don't know what to say here. Anyways, yes, thank you very much. Today we're continuing our series called I Will. And in this series, we're talking about how every, every seat tells a story. And, uh, you know, today I want to make sure that you understand that, that when we talk about this, as we say, you know, every uh, seat tells a story, you can see our banners and so forth, is that I want you to understand this. It's my story, it's our story, and it's their story, right? Would you do that with me? You ready? Come on, let's do it together. You ready? It's my story, it's our story, it's their story. Come on, one more time. Let's get that. It's my story, it's our story, it's their story. It's their story. It's outside of it. So, so as you're sitting in these seats in this church today, your story is being developed. And aren't you glad that the last chapter of your story has not been written yet? Amen? Amen. So you're still writing. God is still writing your story. And so today as we continue, we'll be talking about being willing to plant in faith. Now, you got some seeds when you come in, so we're going to talk about that just in a second. I know some of you thought you got some dead ants in these little packets, but uh, they're seeds actually. That's what I thought when I grabbed mine. Today we're going to talk about a law. It's not the law of the government. It's not the law of local officials. It is a law of God. And God has laws that, whether you like them or not, they're laws. One of those laws I want to tell you about that you know is the law of gravity, right? The law of gravity, uh, you know, you can say, I don't believe it. It's not right. It's not true. And guess what? I can say, the law of gravity is not true. Didn't change it, did it? It still, my Bible still fell. It doesn't change it because the law of gravity uh, is true. It's a law. And there's another law I want to talk to you about in the scripture. It's God's law. And whether you like it or not, it's a law. And it works. And it can work to your benefit or it can work to harm you. So you need to know the law. And the law is the law of sowing and reaping or planting and harvesting. That's the law. The law of planting and harvesting. And that's why I've given you some seeds today to help you uh, see that those small seeds that you have in that little pack right there, those small seeds that you have actually can grow, it grows into a nice flower. So uh, hold on to those. We'll talk about them a little bit more later. In Galatians 6 and 7, the scripture says this. Look what it says. It says, do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of who? Of God. That's right. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. 
Reap what you sow. What goes around comes around is the way the world says it. So I want to give you uh, about six things today about this law of God that you need to know that's going to help you in your life. Remember, because this life can either this law will either bless your life or this law will harm your life, and it's up. It's your choice. Here we go. The first thing is this. Number one, write this down. Nothing happens until the seed is planted. I'll let you write that down. Now, while you're writing it, let me explain to you what a seed is. A seed is anything valuable. Anything valuable that I give away. That seed, whether it's, it can be time, it can be energy, it can be wisdom, it can be love, it can be money. Anything valuable that I give away is a seed. It's a seed. And then the seed, you know, the thing about the seed is this, is planting takes an act of faith, right? I mean, just think about it. You got those seeds this morning, and we're going to ask you to find somewhere, maybe in your yard or somewhere, to put those seeds at and watch them grow. But when you put the seeds in the ground and you cover them up, it's an act of faith that they're going to grow, right? You have to begin to believe that, you know, something greater will happen because of, of my planting. And this is something else I'd like to tell you about planting. Planting is also risky, right? Because you have to give away what you got in your hand. You've got to give it away. You've got to put it in the soil, cover it up, and trust that what's going on underneath the soil, there's something great going on underneath the soil, even though you can't see anything yet, right? And that's God's law, the law of harvesting and planting. Here we go. Look at Jesus said, in Mark 4 and 26, it says this, Then Jesus said, The kingdom of God is like someone who plants seed in the ground, night and day, whether the person is asleep or awake. Now, would you read those next four words out loud with me? Come on, you ready? Let's read. The seed still grows. Can I tell you, for moms and dads here and grandparents, those seeds that you planted in your children, whether they like it or not, about the kingdom of God, are there and they are going to grow. Amen? Amen. That, Jesus just said that, right? Isn't that what he just said? Listen, that's why, you know, train a child up in the way that they should go. When they get older, it doesn't mean that they won't depart, but the seed never departs. Amen? Okay, you've got to plant those seeds. My, oh, never mind, I'll just go on. Okay, here we go. So, now, so I want to tell you that there's... Uh, so the question is, what kind of seeds are you planting? That's the question. See, right now, you have mystery seeds right here. Until you open up your program, you'll see that there's actually a, a guide there that tells you how to plant the seeds and what they are. But right now, so it takes faith to plant seed. And so, you know, are you planting seeds in your relationship? This Valentine's Day, are you planting seeds of trust or distrust? In your, in your relationships, are you planting seeds of kindness or meanness, right? We say it's hard to be hateful and grateful at the same time at SEC. So what kind of seeds are you planting? That's the question, is what kind of seeds are you planting? Trust or distrust? That's another one. What are you planting in your life? You're building up or tearing down? And the problem that most of us have in this room is this, is that when we plant seeds into people's lives, good seeds, and we, it's just like the soil, you can't see what's happening under someone else's skin, can you? You see, seed, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you've got to plant in a season and then you reap in a different season, right? Okay, so, so sometimes what's going on under somebody's skin, it hasn't actually made it out to the surface yet. 
Okay, we'll talk about that just later because that's a good Valentine's Day talk. Number two, would you write this down? The second thing you need to know about planting is this. I plant by faith, not by feelings. Mm, I'm, I'm on this soapbox. Can I make a confession to you? I don't always feel like being nice. Some of you believe that, don't you? Yeah. I don't always feel like being generous. I don't always feel like being kind. I don't. And you know, I know like some of many of you in this room, you don't always feel like coming to church on Sunday. I know you don't. I appreciate you doing it anyways, right? And I can tell you, I don't always feel like bringing a message to you either on Sunday. I mean, is that honest? Can I be honest with you? I mean, there's times that, you know what, you, there's been times that Rhonda and I have been at each other, you know, and, and when you're Sunday, when she sings up here and I get up here and speak, we try to work it out before we get up here, you know, but those things are still going on. There's been times other stuff have happened in my week that were, you know what, I, it just depressed me and made me sad, you know, and I just didn't feel like it. And there's been many times that were, you know what, I talked about God's joy being in your life and now it seemed like I was empty myself. What I found out is when I do it anyway, guess what? All of a sudden, the joy comes, right? Joy doesn't come before you do something. It comes after you do it. And so, so it's not by feelings. Let me just say this to you. Uh, this was a thought that came to my mind this week. I'm going to give God the credit for this. So if you don't like it, take it up with God. Here we go. You know what I found in my life? I believe this is a God thought. Is that when you treat other people the way that you, they treat you, most of the time, you're going to be mistreated. Okay, let me say it again, okay? When you treat other people the way that they treat you, most of the time, you're going to be mistreated. Why? Because remember what we said is that you, you uh, harvest what you plant, you reap what you sow, and what goes around? That's right. So if you keep doing the things that everybody else is doing to you, then guess what? Those same things are going to keep coming back. And that's why Jesus said this. In Matthew 7 and 12, this is my life verse, and I really try, this is one verse I try to live by the best I can. Look what it says. Got your pen ready? I want you to circle a word here. It says, so in what? I want you to circle that word in everything. That's a good Valentine's Day word. So in everything, do to others what they well, let me say this. Here. So when everything do to others before they have a chance to do to you. Is that what yours says? No, no. That's what we say sometimes, right? That's not what Jesus said. Jesus says, so in everything, everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. And so that's the key, see? And that's what, I mean, that's one thing I, I try to live by this verse, no matter how nasty someone's been to me, I try to say, God, help me to respond to them like I would want them to respond to me if I was on the other side of this thing. And so, I, I want to tell you, in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. Now, look at this next passage here in Psalms. Notice this is so, so key about our feelings. Look what he says. Those who plant in tears will reap harvest with shouts of joy. Now, would you read what's underlined with me? Come on, let's read it out loud together. Here we go. They weep as they go to plant their seed. Now, I can say that that sounds like they're not feeling it, right? I mean, if, if you're crying on your way to, to, the, to put the seed in the field, then baby, that's a bad day, right? 
I don't feel like it. I'm tired. It's hot today. I'm sweating. Ah, you know, blah, 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 right? And all of us think of all kinds of excuses when it comes to planting seeds. In other words, we don't feel like it. Then watch what happens here. But they sing as they return with the what? You see that? So you got to plant no matter how you feel in order to reap a harvest. Hello? You see, too many people over here whining about how they feel and that they don't feel like it. Somebody's hurt their feelings. And so they don't plant seeds at all. And they're expecting a harvest when they don't plant. Listen, you have to plant in faith whether you feel like it or not. And listen, when you feel the worst, that's when you need to plant the most. Amen? Amen. Turn to somebody and say, that's good preaching whether you like it or not. (laughs) I don't want to start a fight before you get home, but here we go. You see, it reminds me of that. This is what I want to tell you. Here's what it is. Doing right doesn't always feel right, does it? Come on, somebody. No, when everybody, it seems like when everybody else is doing wrong and it seems like their life is just going great and you know you're supposed to do right, I want to tell you, doing right doesn't feel right, especially when people are doing wrong to you. Did you get that? I'm telling you, doing right does not feel right when everybody else is doing wrong. Hello? But I want to tell you something. When you do right, you are right, and then you will be right. You can never be right while you're doing wrong. I know that's deep stuff right there. Woo-wee, that's so deep. So true. Too many people are doing wrong and think they're going to turn out right. That's sort of stupid, isn't it? Okay, never mind. Let's go to this great theologian I want to talk to you about today. This great theologian, Martina McBride. She said it this way. The great country singer, she said it this way. Look what she said. She said, you can love someone with all your heart for all the right reasons, and in a moment they can choose to walk away. Love them anyway, she says. says, God is great, but sometimes life ain't good. And when I pray, it doesn't always turn out like I think it should. Do it anyway, right? Do it anyway. Okay. See, I figured if I could scar you one good time, you'd never forget that, right? That's it. So what do you do? In spite of your feelings, you do it anyways. You plant seed anyways, no matter how you feel. It's not about feelings. It's about faith that I know that if I keep doing what's right, right's going to come sooner or later. Listen, my, you may make fun of my right. You may pick at my right. You may tell me how stupid I am for doing right. But I'm telling you, I'm going to stand on the side of right, sow uh, seeds in faith, and trust Almighty God that in due season, my harvest will come in. And when my harvest Harvest comes in, it'll be a harvest of righteousness. Righteousness. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. So, would you take this card out? Because I want to get you, I want to get you a happy Valentine's Day today. You ready? Some of you can practice this before you get home. Here it is. Look what it says. The next step, the middle one, it says, I will do my best to plant seeds of good deeds this week. Seeds of good deeds. Now, fellas, it's Valentine's Day, so that, means, that may mean before you get to the car, you open the door today, just for, for your lady, right? Okay, I'll shut up. I can see those looks I'm getting. I'll move on. Here we go. So you want to do your best. Would you check that box with me? That, you know, I'm going to do my best to plant seeds of good deeds 
no matter how I feel this week. Okay, that takes us to number three. Here we go. When I have a need, I should plant a seed. When I have a need, I should plant a seed. This verse has very much come alive to me because this is Jesus' words and this is what Jesus said. Jesus said this. Look at our memory verse this week. And I just made it really short. I just took the first part of this verse, the key point, and I put Luke 6 and 38a because I want you to remember this. You can Jesus said, give and what? Okay, let's just stop at that word after and. You ready? Give and? Let's say it again. Give and? Come on, everybody. Give and? What is the it? What is the it? Give and it will be given to you. What is the it? What is the it? Is whatever you give, right? He said, give and it. Hello? Come on. Are you following me today? Give and it. So whatever you eat, whatever you give becomes your it. So wouldn't it make sense that you would plant whatever you need? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Jesus said you don't get and then give it. You, you, uh, you actually give it and then you get it. You give and you get See, when a farmer goes out and the farmer looks at his field and says, Oh, you know what? I don't have any crops. The farmer don't gripe about, I have no crops. He doesn't complain about, I have no crops. No, he, he doesn't even pray about it. If he hasn't planted seed, he doesn't expect any crops. You see, when he gives the seed and he puts it in the ground, he covers it up, then he can pray, God, I ask you to let this seed grow. But see, the farmer's expecting corn. Why? Because he planted the corn. He said, give and it will be given. And listen, when a stalk of corn grows, it gives many ears of corn, right? It's give when you give. give. So no sowing, no harvesting. Give and it will be given to you. You see, many of you sitting here today, you think you're waiting on God. You're waiting on God. You think you're waiting on God for a job. You think you're waiting on God for a husband. You think you're waiting on, on God, you know, for, for um, you know, a miracle. But I'm telling you that really God's waiting on you. Because until you take the seed, until you plant the seed, then God can't miraculously make it grow. You know, so many people... You know, I, I see on Facebook sometimes these ladies that are, that are, you can tell they're on the prowl for a man. You know what I'm saying? You can tell. I mean, when you take your glamour shot, hello, and put it up there, and it's not the real you, you know what I'm saying? Glamour, the glamour shot, and like, you know, I'm just feeling really sexy today. Yeah. That's really good for a prowler across the airwaves, right? I mean, listen, why don't you develop your character? Why don't you work on being beautiful on the inside? And I'm not saying there's nothing. Listen, you need to look good on the outside. Come on, somebody. You need to, you need to do the best you can with what you got. I say that because of me. <laughs> listen, this is the best I can do with what I got. I just want you to know that. So you need to do that, right? But I'm telling you, listen, build your character. Begin to grow on the inside. Listen, I'm telling you, beauty is only skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. I better move on, right? So whatever you need more of, you plant. You plant seeds. 
Listen, God is not going to, you wait no God to act first. No, God says you act first. You give and it, whatever your it is, you give it. You give and if you want more affection in your home, why don't you give a little more? Mm-mm-mm. You want people to be a little nicer to you, why don't you become a little more nice? You give and it will be given. Some of you are so mad right now. Matter of fact, there's a war in your home because... One of you said, you know what? Well, I'm not going to be nicer than nice. Then said, I'm not going to be nicer than nice. And you got this standoff. Listen, you're never going to get better. Somebody's got to be in the adult and said, okay, I'm going to start planting some seeds here that I can reap the harvest. It's Valentine's Day. Hallelujah. You see, there's a guy in our church by the name of Harold Adams. How many of you think this church is friendly and nice and loving? Anybody feel that way? Okay. I want you to know it didn't start with me. When I was interviewed to, for, to be the pastor of this church over 20 years ago in a little building in Forest Park, there was a man by the name of Harold Adams who was sitting in that committee, and he said two things. He said, listen, I want you to know there's two things that God wants us to do in this church, and that is, number one, he wants us to love people, and he wants to reach lost people. That's what he told me. It's about, he said, it's all about love, Jeff, and it's all about reaching lost people. And you know what? That man lived up to that. And all these years, and now he's in his uh, mid to late 80s, he was actually here last Sunday in our third service. He didn't get to come that much. But he told me last Sunday, he said, you know, well, he had told me years ago that, you know, he, he got concerned because he was doing all this stuff to plant seeds to help other people. And his children, his sons, he had four of them. And they were lost. They were not Christians. They were not saved. And it bothered him. He said, you know, he prayed about it. He said, I remember one night I was praying so hard. I was so concerned about my kids because, you know, he said, I didn't get saved till later in life. And so they, they grew up with us not being saved. And I was concerned about it. He said, you know what? And while I was praying, he said, all of a sudden the Lord talked to me. And he said, the Lord said, Harold, if you will do your very best to make sure that other people know about me, I will make sure that your kids find out about me and will come to know me. He told me that almost 20 years ago. And you know what? I've known his family all these years. I buried his first wife. I know them. Last Sunday, he was walking out these doors. He said, Brother Jeff. I said, yes, sir, Brother Adams. He said, I want you to know, my son got saved last week. Amen? You plant the seed, you plant the seed, and God will cause the harvest, right? And we plant the seeds. All right, I've got to move on. So if you're not a Christ follower today, there's a prayer inside of our program that's just there for you so that you can quit wondering about your life. You need a spiritual source. You need God Almighty. You need the Son, Jesus Christ. Why don't you just pray that prayer that's in the program and check the connection card that you prayed it so we can pray for you so that you can know Jesus Christ and be saved. Okay. The next one is this, number four. I always reap in a different season than I sow. Would you write that down? I always reap in a different season than I sow. While you're writing it down, I will tell you, you can have instant fame, but you can never have instant success. Because you, you can do something stupid and it'll go all over the news, right? I mean, you see, we see all kind of criminals doing, doing stuff, and they become instant success. All of a sudden, their pictures all over the world are instant fame, but you cannot have instant success. You have to let it go grow. Ecclesiastes 3 says this, There's a right time for everything. Would you read what's underlined with me? Come on. A time to plant and a time to harvest. 
And so, in other words, you've got to let your seed grow. You know, like, there's nothing like a vine-ripened tomato, right? You know, I didn't know about all this, but uh, I, there's some people of ours that work in, a, in produce, and I went to their business, and I walked by this place, and I said, what is that? They said, that's our gas chamber. I thought, my goodness, gas chamber? I only heard about that in jails, you know? I mean, what do you do? Put people to death here, you know? I've heard about those. No, they said, no, that's where they ripen the fruit. Well, when they bring tomatoes in there and they need to ripen them, they shoot this gas on them and it makes them ripen. It's premature. Bananas the same way. They put them in there when they're just really green. They shoot this gas on them and they start to ripen. You know, that's one way of doing it, but there's nothing like a vine-ripened tomato. You cannot rush good flavor, can you? Amen? You can't rush it. You know what? When you plant seeds with other people, you can't rush it either. I'll tell you, I made this stupid mistake this week, so men, learn from me, okay? This week, you know, I got out and I went out and uh, it was cold, so I was leaving before Rhonda, so I went out and started her vehicle, turned the heater on, and made sure that it was nice and cozy, you know, and I left, I left with her vehicle running. I didn't say anything to her, I just wanted to sort of give her that little extra, you know, without her having to ask. So, you know what? She come to work that day, it was real uh, warm. I've seen her at lunch, she didn't say anything about it. That night, she didn't say anything about it. The next morning, you know what? I wasn't willing to let the seed grow. The next morning, I got up and I said, did you enjoy that warm car you had yesterday? She said, oh yeah, thank you. I said, that's one of the great benefits of being married to Jeff Dawes. <laughs> okay, let me tell you, what did I do with that seed? I just cut it off. Before I could let it nurture and grow and let her, her say thank you because she didn't say it soon enough, what did I do? I went in and said, come on now, talk to me, come back. I did this for you, you should say thank you. You see how, how stupid that was? This is stupid, do not be stupid. I'm just telling you I did that. So you have to let the seed grow. You always plant in one season and you reap in another. Hello? Let the seed grow. If you're doing good deeds to other people, you're planting good seeds, and you're not seeing the effect yet, don't you give up. Keep planting. Harvest will come. Harvest will come. Okay, number five. Write this down. I always reap more than I sow. That's God's law. It's not my law. It's God's law. It's the law of multiplication. And you see, you can take a sunflower... And a sunflower can grow. And you know that a sunflower gives off thousands of seeds? You know that? One sunflower gives off the thousand, thousands of seeds. And Jesus says in this parable of the soil he gives, look what he says about this seed. He says, still other seeds fell on fertile soil. They sprouted up, grew, and produced a crop that was how many? 30 and what? 60 and then even a hundred times. Notice that. A hundred times as much as has been planted. Notice that. In other words, when you plant, you're going to reap more than you sow. You're going to do that. You're going to do that. Now let me tell you, this, this principle can work for you or against you. If you're planting gossip, my friend, let me tell you something. Then the harvest is 30, 60, 100 times more that will come back your way. If you're, planting, if you're planting seeds that are, that are complaining all the time, then that can work against you. That means that you're going to receive 30, 60, 100 times that much more back your way. So why not make sure, that what, make sure of what you're putting in the ground? What seeds are you planting? Is it good seeds? And make sure you put good seeds in the ground so they can grow. It's very, very important that it grow. It's sort of like the story of the apple tree. Maybe you've heard this. 
You know, you can take an apple seed and you can count the apple seeds, right? You can count, okay, I have one apple seed here. And you can count that seed and you put it in the ground, you can expect one apple tree, right? So when you look at that seed, you see a potential for one apple tree. But I'm telling you, God looks at that seed and He knows how many apples are going to come from that seed. Only God can tell you how many apples are in a seed, right? You know, you get an apple, you pick it off, you cut it open, and there's about three or four or five seeds in that apple, and that just shows you that's the law right there. You took one piece of fruit, and you got four seeds to plant in the ground that you can plant four trees that can produce hundreds of apples. You see? It's the law of planting and harvesting. It's the law of planting and harvesting. And that's why here at SEC, we want you planting good spiritual seeds. On your, inside of your program, there's what we call the core four. It's a, it's a checkup, every, a spiritual checkup every month to see how you're doing. See, I, my, I'm, I pray every week and study to help you get better. That's my job, is to help your life get better. And the reason I have on the core four connecting to be at church at least three times a month is because if you can't hear, maybe if you're not here, then maybe you're going to miss the part that you were supposed to be here to hear that you can get better. Amen? So when you can, you know, today you're sitting there thinking, I wish they was here, I wish they was here. No, 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 no. You're here, you receive, you grow. So that's why I want you to connect, grow, serve, and share, and meet those goals each month so that you can continue to grow in your faith and your life and get better. So I'm going to tell you something. If you don't plant good seeds, you will definitely get weeds. I have never had to plant a weed, have you? Weeds are hard to get rid of sometimes too, right? So here's what I've learned. You know, like some grasses that you have, and listen, I don't have a green thumb at all, but some grasses that you have to, pl you have to plant some grass because they're, they're so aggressive that they'll choke the weeds out. And so that's the way I want you to do in your life, and God wants you to do in your life, is you plant so many good seeds that they just start choking all the weeds out. Amen? See, it, you can't, you can't, if you don't do anything to your field, I'm telling you, your field is going to grow weeds. If you don't do anything in your marriage, it's going to grow weeds. If you don't do anything, plant good seeds on your job, it's going to grow weeds. If you don't plant good seeds with your children, they're going to grow weeds. You have to plant good seeds or you will grow weeds. Amen? Okay. Can you tell this guy's fired up about this? So what kind of harvest are you, are you expecting? Are, are you expecting a harvest? That's the question. Okay, number six, would you write this down? The best time to plant is now. Now. Oh, I hear this so much. Oh, when I retire, then I'm going to do this. Oh, when I graduate, I'm going to do this, you know? When I get a better job, then I'm going to do this. When my kids grow up, I'm going to do this. When things slow down, I'm going to do this. You know, all these things that we say, when things get better, then I'm going to. Let me tell you something. One of these days equals none of these days. Did you hear that? One of these days equals none of these days. And that's why I'm giving you an opportunity to plant. That's why we are so excited here at SCC. We're so excited. You know, last week I told you about uh, us expanding our building and uh, expanding our, our facilities. And by the way, the plans are on the wall over there in the cafe. I want you to take a look at those. Well, we're, we are giving everyone an opportunity to be a part of the miracle, to plant some seeds that you can be a part of a spiritual harvest. And, and we're so excited about that. Because remember, we said every seed tells a story.
Every seat tells a story. I was, I was uh, looking at this young lady who was standing over here singing today, Faith. She was singing. And I was just, you know, you heard a beautiful voice, but I saw the story. I remember that because we had seats in our auditorium that we invited the middle school choir to come and sing and they came and her parents come and sit here in these seats. Every seat tells a story. And she was up here singing and her parents, God moved on them that they should start coming to church. And they started coming to our church several years ago. And now she's grown up to become this beautiful singer because every seat tells a story. God knew she had a talent that needed to be developed in his house and not just in the world's eyes, right? Every seat tells a story. There's another story I want to tell you. Kenny and Amy uh, Earps got here by Aaron Walker and God miraculously changed their life. They understand every seat tells a story. Why don't you watch this video and let them tell you. Well, what brought us to this church is our son Austin started dating Aaron Walker and she basically invited us to church. I believe it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve service. Two years ago. And although I was unable to make the service, Kenny did come and said how wonderful it was. So that January, the beginning of January is when we started coming full time. Yeah, I told her we need to go back to this place. And, yeah, and <laughs> he was very excited. <laughs> and that made me excited because he normally is not an excited person to go to church. So <laughs> it was, when he got that excited, it made me excited. <laughs> and we've hardly missed since then. Mm -hmm. what a great thing this is going to be, how much more it's going to be opened up to the community and all around it's just going to be such a great, big, wonderful thing for the community, I believe. Yeah, getting in on the ground floor of something big like this is really exciting. I think people will see that and they'll want to be part of it. We, we want to help. We've discussed it with our family and the way we would like to contribute towards this new outreach that we're going to be doing is um, praying about it, definitely. Um, looking at our income and trying to make a decision on exactly what we can do and how we're gonna do it. And I think those are the main things. And we will do it. Proud to be a part of it. Their story, again, it's another seat that tells a story. So we're going to get more seats to tell more stories in our kids' area, our students' area, and in our sanctuary as well. But you have these seeds that I gave you. Now what's amazing about that is I'm giving you an opportunity to plant some seeds that you can see a harvest, okay? These are beautiful flowers. You're going to see that. So I challenge you to, if you don't do anything, but get a little styrofoam cup, put them in there and see if they're going to grow, okay? Or just put them outside. They're supposed to come back every year. They're annuals. Now... What I want to tell you is that I know, I know I've been around a long time. I can tell you before you leave, you know what? Some of you are going to throw your seeds right on the floor. We'll pick up some of your seeds. You'll, they'll be on the floor. Some of you, some of you, before you get out the door, you're going to throw your seeds in. We'll, they'll end up in our little flower beds over there. And come in just a few weeks, we'll see some flowers springing up because some of you threw the seeds away. Some of you will be tempted, and some people, I guarantee you, throughout the day, of over 700 people will be here today, and I can tell you that in our grass, in our lawn out there, we'll have to go out there and, and, and pick, get some of these flowers out of the grass. Why? Because some people say, I ain't doing that, and they threw it down, and the seed will start growing. You see, I want to challenge you to take it home, plant the seed. And I want to challenge you to plant the seeds also financially with us, 
because you get to be a part of a harvest. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And so here's what I want you to do. Here's the next step that I want you to take. We are, we are actually four weeks away from Commitment Sunday on March the 6th. Uh, but I want you to do something with me. I want you to do some prayer parking with me this week, okay? Now, you see that car behind me with a, with a uh, sign? Outside, I hear, on the other side of our handicapped parking, we have about eight spaces there that have this sign that says, I will prayer parking. I'm asking you to come by this church sometime this week Maybe it's on your way to work or somewhere. And I'm asking you to just pull in that parking space, stay maybe three or four minutes, whatever you want to do, and just say, God, I'm asking you to let the harvest that we're planting as a church through this I Will initiative, let it grow and let it touch people's lives. God, it may be my child that needs to be touched. It may be my husband or my wife that needs to be touched. But God, let this initiative be the seeds that reach those that are lost. Okay? I'm asking you to do that. I want to ask you to do one more thing with me. I want to ask you to fast with me. I'm asking you to fast with me starting tonight. Starting tonight after you have your last meal. At, so if just say you have, you have your dinner at 5 o'clock. I'm asking you to fast with me until 5 o'clock tomorrow, 24 hours. So you can eat tomorrow afternoon, okay? So I'm asking you to do without food for a 24-hour period. Now, there's some of you that are diabetics, you're on medication, and you can't do that. I understand that. I understand that. Listen, do not go in a diabetic coma over a spiritual issue, okay? You say, okay, well, you know, uh, we were praying about this initiative. Now we've got to pray God raise you from the dead because you didn't take your medicine. So we don't want to do that. So I'm asking you to figure it out. Is it television? Is it Facebook? Whatever it is, I'm asking you to sacrifice for 24 hours and the purpose of that is, that, like meals, is when you get ready to eat, when that hunger pain hits you and you normally eat, you start, you pray. You, God, bless this initiative. God, bless the seeds that we're planting at SEC that your spiritual harvest can grow. And so the same thing, you know, so for lunchtime as well, you go somewhere by yourself, you know, and get away and just take your time there and you pray. Maybe you want to read the scripture as well. And we're going to see a spiritual harvest. Why? Because you want, you reap what you want. You reap what you want, what goes around, and therefore, it's a law of God. I want to challenge you to do it. Would you stand with me right now? I want to pray with you and ask God to bless you. Don't forget to check that on your connection card that you'll fast and pray with me as well. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these wonderful, awesome people today. God, we have learned a, a law from you, oh God, that, Lord, we know will, will be true. And so today, as we, Lord, so and invest in this initiative, God, we know that you're going to bless us in ways we never dreamed possible. And God, those people that we've been praying for to come to know you, their life be changed, it's going to be changed because the seeds that we are sowing, God, we know that we reap in a different season, oh God. So we're going to sow in this season and we know we're going to reap in another, oh God. I ask you to bless every person. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Would you worship the Lord? Our prayer team's coming down to pray if you'd like someone to pray with you. I hope you enjoyed the message today. I would like to stop right here and offer an opportunity for you to say a special prayer. If you're listening today and you're not a Christ follower, I would encourage you to pray this prayer. And it simply says this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. 
I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life and help me to do your will. If you prayed that prayer today, would you email me? My email address is jeffdawes1 at sccview.net. The spelling of my name is J-E-F-F-D-A-W-S, the number one, at sccview.net. Again, thank you for joining us today. And by the way, if you'd like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church that others may hear the good news of Jesus, I would challenge you to go to our website at www.sccview.net and click the Give link at the top of the web browser. And there's many ways that you can give there. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. It is our pleasure to come to where you are and share the gospel. God bless you.